What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Gig News Tonight. Formerly this week's Gig News, but we're doing it three nights a week. So I started to change the name. It's like, you know, World News Tonight. You know, it's Gig News Tonight. Yeah. And actually, you're expanding the brand a little bit. You're doing it three times a week. That's that's And actually, what I'm going to try to start doing, I always say I'm going to do, I haven't got around to it yet, is I'm going to do morning briefs on TikTok. Like wherever, like when, as I'm going through the news in the morning, just do a quick sixty-second TikTok video about it or something. Are you gonna dance too? Or <laughs> by the way, welcome back to uh, the show. Hannibal is hungry. What's yeah, glad on, you're man? back on. Glad you decided to jump back in it. Yeah, and thanks for uh, doing the show again. Yeah, no you actually missed. I think like the last two episodes last year. Or uh, yeah, I was I was running. Yeah, it was always something happening. <laughs> Steve and uh, John McKillian sat in for you. And I think uh, Tana jumped in, I think, once, too. Oh, yeah, that was on your birthday. Yeah. yeah. We did that on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Anyway, I'm drinking a Sam Adams Porch Rocker. It's a, they call Lemon Lad Radler. It's, so it's like half lager, half lemonade. It's pretty good. Good it, beach it beer. It's a good summer, like warm weather kind of refreshing, <laughs> I'm assuming, right, with the lime. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, if... It always feels like summer here, except from like oh, yeah, you're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, between like, actually, we had a very warm December last year. Like it was in the seventies almost every day. But Christ, yeah. From December, like Thanksgiving to like Super Bowl Sunday, Valentine's Day. That's when it's cold. <laughs> hey, we got some people in the chat already. Kim side money's plans or. Kim's side Kim's money plans. Side money plans. Yeah. <laughs> I would say she got to change her name to Kim's main money plans because that's her main money now. Yeah. yeah Kyle's here. got to keep it the way it is for the algorithm. What's up, Kim? How you doing? Grub Warp. I always, I always misread this dude's name as Grub Wrap, like a like a sandwich, you know? like a. Yeah. I want a Grub Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, before we jump into the news, I had... Um, I had at least two good stories to tell, but you're the guest. If you have any funny, interesting, scary, you know, gig work stories from the week or whatever you want to tell. No, <laughs> just busy, busy taking care of the, you know, dogs. You know, that's my main thing. Mm -hmm. Um, doing the gig work every once in a while, to be honest, which is kind of weird because I'm, you know, talking to you about gig work and going mm -hmm. other live streams talking about it. Like, I love talking about it, but like doing yeah. it is <laughs> different. Uh, but I'm still independent contract. I don't have a W-2. But um, in terms of like doing the apps, yeah, once a week, usually on the weekends where I know I'm going to make some kind of money. I'm not wasting my time. Um, that's why I like mm -hmm. to do it. Dinner. That's my main thing. So if I have a chance to do it, I would do it. Yeah. Speaking of dogs, so I had a, a run in. I was doing Amazon Flex yesterday, and I was out in the country. And well, I was gonna say you can't relate to this because, um, but anyway, so anybody, if you ever done rural country routes, um, like in one of these Amazon, actually, there's a whole town called Bunnell in Florida. It's like a half hour, forty five minutes north of Daytona Beach. Mm -hmm. The entire town. There's not like there's no paved roads, and then it, it's like Dukes of Hazard. It's like all dirt roads. But anyway, that so I was doing Amazon Flex yesterday, and it, it wasn't up there, but it was just it, this one drop off, and it was like this rural you know area, and like I'm driving through the woods. It, it looks like a campsite almost, but like there's actual legit houses, and I'm going. It's the first livery of the route. I get to the house, three dogs totally untethered just run up towards the car they're all barking and i checked my dash cam footage before we started so i wanted to show it but i it it recorded over it already i should have saved mm -hmm. it but anyway so you know i'm going to make this amazon delivery and there's three dogs they're they're pretty big they're not pit bulls they're like and they're not like boxers they're they're kind of like you know like they're like you know kind of bigger dogs you know but i think they're more like mutt type dogs it's right, hard right. to say what the breed they are of different things yeah and like they're jumping and barking and i can't tell like are these friendly dogs or so like i'm honking the horn like hoping somebody's gonna come out or like you know if they hear all three dogs going ape shit 
Yeah, you in know, a, in the, a car in a car horn. <laughs> yeah, nobody comes out. So then, like, <laughs> I'm trying to call the customer through the app. It goes to voicemail. I call again, same thing. I call three times, and I'm like, "What am I supposed to do here?" So I'm like, "You know, these dogs look friendly, but what if?" And I'm like, "And I have I have pepper spray that I keep in my Amazon vest, okay, but that's, that's more for like, you know, if I'm getting attacked by like a dog, like out of the blue, not like I'm just gonna like." I see dog and just going to walk right up to it and spray, you know, I'm not going to do that. It, it so, really depends on the, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see and understand, feel the dogs, you know, so I can't and, even answer from here. And like, I don't know what the laws are about that. I mean, you're, if it, I guess, cause they're out in the country, they feel like they can just let their dogs run wild, you know, yeah, but New York city, you have to have your dogs. Leave. Oh yeah. It's and like pretty much any city or town, you, know, you can't, <laughs> well, yeah. can't let dogs free range unless it's like in your backyard where it's fenced in. But yeah, exactly. anyway, so I checked like the delivery notes and the guy said, leave all deliveries in the plastic bin off property. And like, I'm like way, I'm probably like, you know, 50 feet back from their house. And I'm looking around like where, where the driveway diverges off the, the road. And there's no, there's no nothing. I'm like, what plastic bin? And like, I was hoping to get the guy on the phone so I could at least like, like, where's this plastic bin you're talking about? Yeah. So it's a sunny day down a cloud in the sky. I call and like, I leave a voicemail. I said, you know, I can't find your plastic bin. I'm just going to leave this under the, like, there's a, like a swing set right off the property. Like I just, like, I just opened, I just rolled the window down, just chucked it out the window because the dogs mm -hmm. kept falling the car. Um, Yeah. So I'm worried about um getting, uh, th this this has happened. I I've been doing Amazon Flex for since like day one. Since well, since I became an independent contractor full time. So like you know three and a half years. Never had a customer say they didn't get something until this year, and I've had it happen like three or four times. And like my standing keeps dropping and dropping, and I'm like, what the hell? Like I'm getting on. I'm not on thin ice, but like I'm on approaching thin ice. You know, would it <sighs> been a better idea not to deliver it? Like just to take it back. No, that you get, worse. you get. Yeah. It, um, it's it's not better or worse. It's like it's 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 just as bad to for the customer to say they didn't get it as it is to have to bring it back to the warehouse. Yeah. So you you get that's a strike either me. way. Although, and, and what sucks is Amazon waits ten days to tell you that a customer said they didn't get their package. Like I'll get an email in the middle of the night. And it'll say a customer from 10 days ago said they didn't get a package. I'm like, this isn't helpful at all. First of all, you're not telling me which customer. Second of all, it's 10 days later. I don't remember this they, they at all. Want you, they yeah. don't want you to go back. Yeah. So they give you enough time where you have no, you have, you've been doing other stuff. You don't remember unless yeah. you like have really meticulous with, you know, note taking there, and whatnot. It's just, there's no due process, you know? Yeah. So. I'm glad you didn't get out the car. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, did you get out the car? Like, I guess if, if I was in your position, if I did know, if I knew the dogs were any kind of aggressive, yeah. I would not get out the car. And I probably would have took the package back, I guess. But mm -hmm. hopefully you don't get any, you don't get dinged. Well, you know, I took a picture with it because the picture goes to the customer. And like, mm -hmm. so they can see clearly where the package was left. Yeah. So um, as long as they didn't report it, not like they didn't get it or whatever, I should be fine. But fingers you know, crossed. Think, yeah. Um. Anyway. This is what happened with me and Steve when we did the show last week. We went like 10 minutes before we, we dove in the news. Not too much crazy news this week. Actually, before we start, we started, I wanted, did you catch the show Steve and I did last week? A little bit on off because we were, actually I was on another live stream when you was on. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a little bit all over the place. Well, you can always watch the replay or, you know, download the audio podcast, but um, like our our big story that last week was the how a lot of the, the 15 minute ultra fast deliveries in New York have folded already. And I wanted to get your take on that. So I guess 1520 is gone. Bike and Fridge No More have declared bankruptcy. I don't know if they're still operating. Um, I still see I still see gorillas out there. Um, I still that's see the German company. Right. And it could possibly be that there, you know, a lot of the bags are still being used because I could have swore I saw a fridge no more, um, hot bag on a on a biker maybe a couple. I days have a ago. caviar bag in the exactly. Car. Like, yeah, you old, it doesn't matter. The bag still is functional. So I know a lot of people bounce around doing different things, but yeah, I mean that's it's there were like how many different fifteen minute 
delivery companies in one area. I mean, eventually the winner is going to have to, you know, go take the rest of the spoils. So yeah, not a big surprise. Did you hear any news? Um, like about, I get, did you know anybody that worked for them or anything or? No, only one actual person. Oh, where you go? I'm putting okay. you on, I'm putting you on solo. Oh, you put me on. Oh, okay. I thought oh, yeah. you were like, <laughs> um, there's one uh, driver ride with Anthony. I'm not sure you're familiar with his channel. I think he's still, he's doing a couple of those 15 minute deliveries on top of doing Uber and Lyft. So the marketplace is still here. It's still a t big market full of people who want things as fast as possible. It's just, you know, not every company is going to thrive here. It's not, you know, and it's because it's only in a really densely, highly, you know, people with high income areas. So it's Park Slope, it's Williamsburg. So it's not everywhere that's going to, you know, not every company is going to thrive. So that news doesn't surprise me. I think people are still doing it. You're still making some money. And you still got to go through all the nonsense you got to deal with when you're delivering uh, 15 minutes in the rain on a bike. Mm -hmm. Well, let's jump into the news of the whatever happened over the weekend. So this is from Reuters.com. Washington governor signs Uber, Lyft, driver pay guaranteeing the law. Uh, let's see. Washington Governor Jay Inslee on Thursday signed into a law minimum pay standard for Uber and Lyft drivers, making Washington the first U.S. state to implement earnings standards for ride-hail companies. I hate when they say ride-hail. Drivers across the northwestern state will earn a minimum of $1.17 per mile and $0.34 cents per minute with minimum pay of $3 per trip. Under the new law, drivers will also have access to paid sick time, family medical leave, and long-term care programs and be eligible for workers' compensation. A U.S. government-mandated program that provides benefits. Yeah, we know what government <laughs> Does anybody not know what workers' comp is by now? Uh, drivers will also be able to appeal should they be removed from the apps. That's good. The law, which has been supported by Uber and Lyft, which this really surprises me, uh, takes away re local regulatory power. I almost said powder. Banning cities and counties from implementing additional requirements for companies. The law also states that ride-hail drivers are not employees. Although if you're getting paid sick time and a minimum wage, that sounds like an employee to me. New Washington law was supported by Teamsters Union Local 117, which is also behind the push for Seattle pay standard. Before this law, United States, only Seattle and New York City had implemented minimum pay standards for ride-hail drivers. So, like I said, minimum wage, guaranteed sick leave, family leave, or whatever. It sounds like you're an employee. Although I will say, you know, $1.17 a mile and 34 cents per minute, if that's what the rates were here in Orlando, well, I wouldn't do rideshare full-time, but... It, it's like something I would definitely, when it's slow, I would turn it on. But like, I don't, I would, I'd never turn on rideshare except for like, you know, like last year when I was doing that lift, you know, uh, $2,000 challenge or whatever. That's the only way, unless you're in LA or Seattle. I don't know what the rates are in, in New York City, but um, so anyway, your reaction? Uh, you know, this, this, um, first, well, it's already a problem if the law is supported by Uber and Lyft. It says it is. It says so that's automatically mm -hmm. you have to. And then also the fact that they're, you know, Teamsters are, are involved. Mm -hmm. Like what is going on here where you would think, and we've I've talked about this a few times as well in, in different types of articles in terms of the laws are being implemented. If the Teamsters and Uber and Lyft all get along and then the governor is signing some law, is this actually helpful for, you know, the independent contractor? I, I just feel like it, there's something wrong here. It, it doesn't smell right. Now, yeah, uh, $1.17 per mile. And, you know, it depends on, the, you know, I don't drive. I never drove in uh, Washington. Not sure if that actually does work. So, like I said, it may help, you know, where you are. But it just smells wrong. And it's... And, I guess maybe Uber and Lyft are relinquishing the idea that they're going to have to provide some support other than just obviously just to pay. Like they have to provide something. But I think a lot of this is going to happen in a lot of, especially, you know, your blue states. This is going to hit the blue states first with laws demanding certain kinds of, uh, you know, pay or stuff like that. I just, you know, if, I don't see how Teamsters, Uber and Lyft are all agreeing about something. It doesn't make yeah. sense. And that really surprised me. The law has been supported by Uber and Lyft. Though it does say it takes away local regulatory power, which is something we'll get to in uh, one of the next stories. Mm. Um, but this is what I said this last year. I said, if these companies, you know, are going to continue to pay, you know, bottom of the barrel wages, 
it's it's just inevitable that people are gonna get you know NGOs an actual legit you know well, I don't I don't think I don't Teamsters isn't a lobby but you know like they're uh, an actual you know union an actual you know 501c4 or whatever uh, mm-hmm. organization you know um, yeah so it's like enough people start complaining and whining they're gonna get the government involved and that's what happened on this i mean they could challenge it in court you know like ab5 um but it said but it says it's supported so i think yeah uber and lifter if maybe they just kind of realize like it's easier to just you know let's just take the loss because if we fight it like you might get something worse you know yeah yeah but i guess and again who did the Uber and Lyft rideshare drivers, um, they're mm-hmm. part of Teamsters. They they asked to team like that's the thing. Since it was supported by Teamsters, but okay, you know, okay. so know who anything labor is. union, they're gonna want you know like to suck corporations dry. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a very interesting. I'd like to know how this all came to be. To be honest, like I don't know if it's a lot of backhanded deals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I hope it works out. I mean, that's what you hope. We hope it works out for the drivers, independent contractors out there in Washington. Yep. Let's let's move on to something similar. Uh, DoorDash, Grubhub, get shot to prove San Francisco ordinance is unconstitutional. This is a story we covered last summer. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, this is what's happened since then. DoorDash and other food delivery services will get to continue making their case against the San Francisco ordinance that caps what they can charge restaurants. U.S. District Judge Edward Chen on March 23rd granted the city's motion to dismiss several claims from the lawsuit, but did allow two claims to move forward. The cap at issue prevents DoorDash and Grubhub from charging restaurants more than 15% in commission fees. New York has a similar uh, commission fee ban. DoorDash and Grubhub challenged the ordinance in July, alleging violation of the U.S. and California constitutions. Chen is allowing their claims under the takings clause to proceed, saying there remains questions as the ordinance economic impact and whether it interfere with investment backed expectations. By the way, this is from legal newswire. So like this is, this article is meant like for attorneys to read. It's not like from USA today or whatever. Chen rejected arguments that the companies could charge customers more to make up for lost commission revenue. Raising customer fees would result in fewer orders. He said, although the city contends that the commission cap is not confiscatory because plaintiffs can receive compensation from other sources. Uh, by, for example, raising the price for consumers or reducing services, plaintiffs assert that they are operating at a loss and will not be able to recoup all their losses from the commission cap because some consumers will be willing to pay higher fees. He rejected all of their claims, which include First Amendment retaliation, violation of the city's police power, and equal protection. And that's it. So this is like a good follow-up to exactly what we were just saying, you know, although, I mean, that was about ride share and this is about delivery. Right. I'm sure Uber eats is involved in this too. Um, as you know, some of my favorite libertarian, uh, commenters have said, you know, like whenever government gets into price fixing, it's like, well, why do you just stop there? You know, why stop at, you know, capping fees on Uber eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, you know, why not cap fees on, you know, what's, what's to stop it? And I think, you know, I'm not a huge fan of these huge corporations and, you know, the shady, you know, the way that they treat us a lot, but still like why 15%, why not 15.1 or 14.9 or, you know, this it's a, um, Sorites paradox. You ever heard of that? No. What's that? It's Sorites paradox is, uh, when to like, so like think of like an individual grain of sand, Right. And then say you keep like, so you have one grain of sand and then you add another and another and another, and then it keeps adding up until you have a heap, which is like, you know, like a pile. Mm -hmm. But so it's the Sorites paradox is like at what exact number of grains of sand does it become a heap? And it's like, nobody can explain it. And that's anything where, where you draw a line, like, although that's not where the term drawing a line in the sand comes from, although maybe it is Mm -hmm. Um, like, Drinking ages, you know, like why is the drinking age 21? Like, why, why not, you know, 20, why not 20 years, six months, three out, you know, like any, any, you know, anything where it's like it has to be, you know, a, a absolute def defined by law, something like that, you know, right? So, 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't it's know who tough. to root for in this. In this yeah, situation. it's really tough because you don't you you like the market to be as free as possible. Yeah, but at the same time, you know these companies. I mean, we have there's, there's some compromising, have to some give, right? They, we both negotiate and have to, and maybe be it would be great if they're able to negotiate just the restaurants and the company, but it doesn't work that way. The comp, you know, these companies have their their pricing, and this is how it is. Um, thirty percent is a lot of money to to take from each order from a small business, a small pizzeria with maybe yeah. three, four employees. It's a significant amount. But they said they capped it at fifteen. It's kind of fifteen, but I'm I'm assuming they rather keep they rather if eliminate it or they go back to thirty. Or I'm assuming because I know a lot of the small restaurants they would complain about it goes up to thirty percent. That's a that's significant amount. Yeah, and they and the companies know that they can't charge uh, the customers. The first one who decides to charge more, whether it's DoorDash or Ubi's, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll take that app off your phone and order from the other one if it's cheaper. They they understand that. I think that's the business model why it's such a complicated and I don't know, as a losing proposition because you try, what are you going to do? Pay the drivers less, uh, charge the restaurants more or less, or charge the, com- the customers more or less. Like yeah. you can't win. You know what I mean? Like that's they, we they nickel, right they nickel and dime you to death. Like I was going to order Uber eats um, over the weekend. And if you, you, the thing is, if you're going to use Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, is that you pretty much have to buy the membership plan. You know, it's like I think it's like a hundred bucks a year for like all three, mm. or or each, I should say. Um, because then that they get zero delivery fee, and then like they drop the service fee, whatever that is. You know, substantially. Um, you still got to pay the sales tax on it, but you know, it's. It's kind of like you ever get like a coupon for a restaurant and it's like 15% off or something like that. It's basically right, right, right. the coupon is this, the restaurant is going to pay the tip for you because you still got to pay the tip, you know? So, yeah, they just want, um, they just want you to get to, get to the door and order yeah. something. I thought it's, I, it's funny because I so I ordered DoorDash uh, the other day and um, it said I still had my door, my Dash Pass. I guess I must have bought it for a year. I thought it was going month to month, but I guess I bought it for a whole year last year sometime. So, hmm. because like, it's a huge, it's about $5 difference. Um, like you, like, and I noticed the prices between Uber Eats and, uh, and door. Yeah. Uber Eats and DoorDash. Cause like, I'll have one on my iPhone and the other on my Android. So like, so that the apps aren't, you know, spying on each other, which, you know, Steve at Rideshare Rodeo, he, he has a theory about that and he might be true. Hmm. Gary Middleton can probably talk to that too. But anyway, so, I'll look up both, you know, same restaurant on different phones, you know, different platforms. And yeah, DoorDash is, is way cheaper because I have the Dash Pass. So it's like at yeah, least five bucks cheaper. How many right people there. actually, how many people out there get to subscribe, subscribe to uh, any of them? Because I have it. I, I don't have any of those. And I'm thinking because I like to sometimes I'm on Ubi, sometimes I'm on DoorDash. I wonder that's the reason why I haven't decided to pick one or the other. But I wonder how many people out there actually have the membership passes. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, it's If you're going to use it pretty regularly, it makes sense to get it'll it. pay for itself. Yeah. 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 You're right. Hey, Gig Lebowski's here. He said, I think they do. What's up, Gig? Who, who does what? <laughs> um, I'm not, it, I hope that that message isn't from like five minutes ago and we're just not seeing it. No, no. Anyway, let's move on. We actually don't really have, and then, like I was gonna say, we don't have that much stuff to talk about. But it's also one of the reasons I want to do the show three nights a week. Is so instead of us going, remember last year we'd go like anywhere from like an hour to like ninety minutes or more. You yeah. know, if, we, like, we, if we, we were like talking, we were like goofing yeah. off a little bit. Though. Yeah, um, we can get this done in under an hour, probably in maybe forty-five minutes or so. Anyway, moving on, we got a gig tuber on Fox News. I'm going to play this. I don't know if the audience is going to be able to hear this, but I mean, it's only 45 seconds. So this is Chris from Real Rideshare Stories. He was on Fox News talking to uh, 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 Neil Cavuto and about, you know, obviously you can see the headline. Although I don't get this headline. Uber heating driver. Just just say Uber driver. Uber mm. heating. <laughs> like yeah. maybe maybe they mean like he's pleading to Uber. 
Uber heating driver you know. calls for help to counter soaring gas prices. Let me play this real quick. It's only 44 seconds. Driver. Um, and, you know, th that's his business. And those higher gas costs are something that he has to endure. Uh, and they get along past to you. And all the help that, you know, the Ubers and the Lyfts try to provide or say they're providing for their drivers. Uh, according to you, Chris, it just doesn't cut it, right? No, unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, both companies are doing a surcharge uh, for passing along some fuel as, uh, help to drivers. But when you're out on the road, it might help on the short-term trips, like in the cities. Uh, but if you're taking a couple of long trips or anything like that, then it's pretty much null and void. It does help a little bit, but it's definitely not enough. And that's it. Let's go to Oops. Look at that. Props to him. It's funny, when I first saw the thumbnail, I was like, how is he sitting between the two bucket seats? And and then I realized, oh, it's a green screen. Like, you can actually see yeah, the you, green. Don't you have a green screen? <laughs> yeah, actually, there. See right there, the wall? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> You know what? It means the lighting is really good. You couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I like this better. You see, like, well, in the wide shot, you can see my bookshelf and all my... Yeah, I like, I like that better. Yeah, yeah, I like that better, actually. It's more natural, you know? Yeah. I think if I start making, like, the Instacart video, training videos or something again, then I might use the green screen. But um, I think for the podcast, or if, I, like, if I'm going to, like, like how... Chris was just on Fox News. Like, yeah, if I was going to be on TV, I would probably use the green screen. Like when I was on uh, CNBC last summer about, uh, you know, Uber and Lyft prices are still super high. Anyway, so I I mean, I agree with Chris. It's like the these gas fuel incentives or whatever they call it for Uber and Lyft. It, exactly. Like 40 cents or 45 cents, whatever it is. If the person's only going one mile, okay. But it's it's a flat rate. So if they're going one mile or twenty miles, you're only getting forty cents. There's yeah. got to be they got to prorate it at some point, right? I don't think they're going to do any of that. They're going <laughs> to keep it the way it is, and uh, you got to take it. And as I've said, and um, you know, many have said at this point, if if you were struggling with the with any of them, ride share or food delivery, you were struggling before this. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to be struggling even more now. So if you're doing well. You're going to take the bite of, you know, whatever the amount of money you're going to be paying. And it, and they also the people who plan this out, got the appropriate equipment, meaning the right car, like you you had the Prius or you've had, you know, the hybrids. You already planned this out that this, you know, this type of thing won't affect you as much as my dumbass with, you know, a <laughs> SUV. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things and certain ways, tools that you can implement this, you know, obviously with the. What do you call it? Get it upside and gas, buddy. Yeah. But if you're doing well, you 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 still all right. But if you were like just dying out there, yeah, obviously the forty five cents not going to take you, not going to put you back outside in the road. Yeah. road. I mean, it's nice that all the apps, as far as I know, are offering some kind of fuel. I think the it's biggest good. insult is made not insult, but like the Instacart. <laughs> no, Grubhub was worse. Grubhub's only a penny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's just what's the how much is gas where you are, by the way? Right, I think it's at four. That's my thing. It was like four thirty-ish. Okay, yeah, I guessed up last night. And it was four oh five, but it started to stabilize a little bit. Like it was, that's it the, was yeah. That's the price suckers pay. <laughs> Got to use gas buddy and get upside. Link in the description. <laughs> by the way, uh, I earned so much money through get upside through my referrals. They said. Um, we're moving you to like an influencer program. Oh, shoot. so uh, yeah, but um, which means I'm going to get a 1099 next year. I got to pay oh, taxes on that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay taxes on the Walmart gift cards. I'm going to give you like, you know, a bunch of like uh, cards, maybe a shirt. Some, you just walk around just passing it to drivers. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, if they want to be a sponsor of this show, I'll be happy to wear a get upside shirt or, you know, get yeah. upset. Anyway, let's move on. All right. So, our next story is uh, actually, I don't really know why I included this. It's not super sexy, but all right, whatever. DoorDash drivers form Washington advisory group discuss gas prices, safety. This is Washington state, not, not DC. As gas prices are on the rise, food delivery company DoorDash has formed a Washington advisory group for its drivers. The Washington Dasher advisory group launched May, March 22nd as an advocacy group 
of delivery workers across the state like Uber and Lyft, DoorDash partners with drivers who are independent contractors. There are 12 members in the advisory group. The goals of the group is to help guide the company's statewide policies. Some of the top issues facing the answers at the first meeting of the group are gas prices and driver safety. I'm just going to skip down here. Brian Rodriguez, a dasher from the Tacoma era, has been making the same amount of money that he made before gas prices rose. That's due in part to DoorDash giving 10% cash back when buying his gas using the company's debit card for drivers Dasher Direct. The company is also offering bonuses for drivers who drive more than 100 miles a week. I don't know how I get that. Oh, that must be in Washington only. I definitely drive more than 100 miles a week. Yeah. Well, I guess 100 miles just doing DoorDash. Well, I probably... No, probably you not. Wouldn't do that, no. Unless I only drove DoorDash. Uh, anyway, lose my train of thought here. The decision to enact these programs like gas, like gas discounts and cashback incentives were really designed with feedback from Dashers in mind, said Mariah Ray, head of strategic partnerships and innovation policy at DoorDash. Ray praised her company for quickly engaging with drivers and considered thoughtfully how to address it. That feedback led to action that was taken that actually ended up benefiting the Dasher, Ray said. So um, it goes on, it, it links to all these stuff in the description below if you want to read the full article. Um, again, it's like Washington State, these like the first story where you talked about with the mandatory you know, minimum wage for Uber and Lyft drivers. I don't know what it is about Washington. I guess, you know, remember they had the CHOP or the CHAZ there? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty progressive. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was yeah. a progressive state necessarily. You know, it's like they have certain yeah. cities, but... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this all works out. I mean, you know, um, the, the, so I know the, DoorDash, they have a Dasher Council. It's like a nationwide thing. Mm. And I, I I should look into it. I remember DoorDash Dad, well, when he was still going by DoorDash Dad, he was looking into it, you know, last year. So let us know if anybody watching this or if you if, is on the Dasher Council, either the nationwide or the Washington State one. Yeah, you know, let us know how it works. So I'd love I don't to, even know if it's if they exist. Um, like considering some of the you know people who are actually making content, they applied. I'm sure they knew somewhat of who they are, and they didn't get on. But it just these dashes, you have no one knows who they are. I don't see any anything public. Like who knows what's going on over there mm -hmm. with that? Yeah. Oh well, if we can get in touch with anybody, that'd be great. So that's just interesting. And it, what they really should do is do this in all 50 states. So. Let us guys know. Let us know in the comments, like if they did this in your state, you know. And as much as as much crap as we give DoorDash, and especially Tony Shoe, you know, two dollar Tony, as Nugs calls them, this DoorDash is the only gig platform that I can think of that has like a like the equivalent of like an om ombudsman. You ever heard that term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like always has has those. That's the one that comes yeah. up. Well, I think of it from my military days. The ombudsman is like the wife or of a sailor, and it's like they're it's somebody who goes between the the military and like the spouses and families and all that stuff. So that's kind of like what this. Uh, well, I mean, it's just it's just an ombudsman program, yeah. not not the same, but yeah. Although Instacart does have like their the their own like kind of reddit or whatever within the app but it's not like a council or anything it's just basically where you can give them feedback which they ignore anyways <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right so let's move on our last two stories are kind of funny and of course we got the good old daily dot with a, a tiktok video this is not necessarily grub dash eats related but it's about a delivery driver so it's you know one of our kin, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Delivery driver tells black customer their name is so white in viral video. I love a company with accountability. <laughs> a viral video shows a delivery driver telling a black customer their name is so white, sparking debate on Twitter. Twitter user Jade the Trade Twitter tweeted the video, which she recorded as she opened her front door to accept a delivery from Tiff's Treats. Her partner sent her some treats, and what was meant to be a cute surprise turned into a microaggression. Her tweet has about 9,600 retweets and more than 600 replies as of Sunday. What did my Tiff's Treats delivery person just say? This is only like six seconds. It's like a uh, Vine video. Was it Vine that did the six seconds? Yeah, Vine did six seconds. Yeah, this is real short. I'm just going to play this, so. Okay. Oh, nine Hi. seconds. Hello. Oh, thank you. You did not what I was expecting. Huh? Your name is so white. 
<laughs> <laughs> that's it. Weird. That's that's all. It, I mean, I'm maybe it probably went on, but for, my first question is, why would this lady be recording? Recording this it was supposed to be a surprise or something, right? Like yeah. it was supposed to be. Uh, maybe her boyfriend or her husband or whatever said, "Hey, record yourself getting this." I want to yeah, see like, your uh, you're getting like a special surprise or something like that. I don't know. It's still. But that's that's kind of a weird thing for the driver to say. I don't know why that came out. Of, like, well, I mean, what would you do if you were in that situation? I wouldn't. It's funny, like this type of thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. The, you know what? Since I do, I do content. I may have put it out. It'd be funny. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't seem like the person, the driver, didn't seem to be aggressive, like in terms of how to say, it, but just like so dumb. It's like, just yeah. keep that to yourself. Like, that's not something you should tell. Like, how, yeah, exactly. How would the person, you know, the, you know, the other girl is supposed to take that? Thank you. Yeah. Or like, just well, I mean, so, uh, yeah, gig, right. Has problem. that ever happened to you? To say. I mean, no. cause no, my well, name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to, I was about to say, I don't, I, the only Hannibals I know are you and, Hannibal Burris, and you're yeah. both black. And the only other Hannibal is like a fictional character from The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, love you that. Know. Um, but yeah, I mean, have you ever had a delivery driver? You know, like, like, no. or even not even a, not just a person come up, like that when Hannibal I Burris joke. Food, I don't say anything except yeah. hello. Thing. Like, um, if a dog comes up, I say, hey, you got a cute dog. But that's about it. No compliments. I keep it real. I keep it real careful, you know. So like, yeah. someone, you know, a customer, a few times, like, oh, I like your hair. I say thank you. Like that's it. And I, like I keep it very uh, cordial. Like there's no, I'm not going to ask what you, you know, oh, nice sneakers, where you get them from, because no, you you don't know how people are going to take certain things. So that young lady, um, I know she probably brand is the biggest racist around, but just a really odd thing to say. And not don't oh you don't always have to vocalize your thoughts. Uh, well, I meant like, what if you were in the customer? Sh- I mean, have you ever had a delivery driver come up to you and be like, "You're Hannibal"? Oh, I thought you were gonna be a white dude. No, <laughs> no, never. <laughs> they're like, "All right," and just hand me the food or hand me the groceries. Well, um, probably because you're in New York City, you know. If you were, yeah, go she, like she, thirty she minutes. Comfortable in saying it. She was like, oh, yeah. so uh, like that's no. Keep it to yourself. We all have little silly thoughts coming around and rolling around our heads when. You know, oh yeah, the opens the door. Matt Klein uh, said Hannibal the A team. Oh yeah, man, he was the, he was the leader, man. He was, he yeah. was the man. But another fictional person, like I <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to think of a real person. I only I know. I know two Hannibals that are real mm-hmm. in the in the universe, and they both on my Facebook. It's kind of funny. So the moral of the story is, don't say shit like this here. Yeah, customer. just like what does wrong with like just deliver the food. That's it. Say have and a look, good day, enjoy your meal. Like I also wonder if because uh, I mean you can tell that this girl, the delivery driver girl, is is white. What if she was black? You know, would this would the person who posted this video have to still have the same? There'll be no there'd be no reason to post it. <laughs> like obviously. Or um, well, actually that might be worse. Like, you know, what the hell you well, there's you a lot of misconceptions. There's some people who are very like ignorant. They'll say, you know, if someone speaks, you know, articulate, they're pronouncing everything. They'll say you sound like a white person. So yeah. a lot of people, we all say stupid things. We all, we all at times say stupid things, right, Chad? We all say things we're not supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of delivering, you making money, keep it to yourself. Keep it yeah. to yourself, man. Yeah. Try to just say hi, thanks. Yeah. Right? Maybe five stars. Enjoy your food. Have a good day. That's what yeah, I always say. Keep it real vanilla. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last story. If I can. So this is from mashed.com. Um, the strange case of the unwanted Uber Eats deliveries. They really bury the lead here. I was just going to go straight down. I don't know if you guys can see this. It's like this picture is not very good. It's like somebody's house. It says Uber Eats don't. You know, I didn't order anything. Don't leave food here. And you can see there's a bag of Uber Eats clearly here. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, one Reddit user posted the subreddit. There was an attempt with the above photo of their neighbor's front steps in the ca- caption to get Uber Eats to stop delivering unordered food. While Uber Eats has announced a massive expansion, we don't think practical jokes are part of that plan. 
Some users commented that the recipients of the delivery should be thankful, but the author of the post explained that their neighbor are vegan, so they can't enjoy most of the items. Another user said, I've heard about this as a form of harassment. It's really hard to stop, which is why it's effective. You just keep sending delivery after delivery, and the recipient just gets interrupted all the time. The original poster admits this is a possibility because his neighbor is a local celebrity, chief meteorologist for a TV station. To make it even more interesting, the poster adds that the orders all come from different restaurants and were never addressed to the same name. Might be... The drop point for one of those food plugs they have been going around, suggests another user. <laughs> Apparently, people using stolen credit cards uh, to get food delivery, they usually have food delivered to a nearby doorstep, less tracing directly to themselves and come and collect the food. Mm -hmm. Although we aren't sure of the purpose behind these mystery deliveries, we can all see the suggested reasons yeah. as possibilities. That is a possibility because I've witnessed that. Well, I feel like I witnessed it where I was, I picked up like McDonald's. And I went to the place, a building, but they didn't provide the apartment. I call. I'm like, hey, I don't know where you order this food. And the person say, I didn't order anything. I'm in Syracuse. I don't know why. I'm in mm -hmm. Brooklyn. And I just like ran back in my car because I didn't want to fucking meet. I'm sorry. Didn't want to meet somebody <laughs> and try to hand the damn food over. So that's possibly it. But a practical joke, like you just keep order, <laughs> keep giving this person food that they don't want. But like I don't get it. The joke's on you because you have to pay for it. It's not like the old days of pizza and Chinese food. Yeah, it was like, you, like, you like order a, 10, a 10 boxes of pizza thing. Like, okay, yeah. I can see that as a joke because you got someone got to pay for that pizza. Yeah. And you have to pay for it. But if you're ordering Uber thing. Eats, it's already paid for. You know, that's odd. It's funny. When I first started driving Uber and Lyft a few years ago, every once in a while, I get like Indian people in the car. And they're like, how do I pay you? Or, you know, how much is this? And I'd be like, you already paid, you know, like whatever credit card you have in the app, that's, you don't pay me, you paid Uber, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have even gotten the ride if your credit yeah, wasn't good enough or whatever, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, a, I hope they find a reason. I hope they report it. Cause I, I, I am interested, like, is this just a person messing with them or it's just, some person stealing and scamming and just waiting for the person to you know drop the food over and grab it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean that wraps it up for tonight's show. So any, I the my other story. I didn't want to go a half hour rambling before we got into the news. But so today was my first day doing Spark delivery, which is Walmart's. Um, you know, just all Walmart delivery that is owned by Walmart. Gotcha. And um, I had it for months and. Like it says North Orlando, and but like all the stores are like twenty miles south of me, and it took me forever because I when I was sick uh, last week I ordered Walmart, and when the driver got here, you know I was like, how do you you know did you do this through DoorDash or what? And they're like, no Spark, and I'm like, I'm on Spark, but and he's like, you got to change your uh, zone to DeBerry, and I was like, oh that's it, so I changed it to DeBerry, and then I, as soon as I did, my phone started blowing up with available orders and stuff and the hey, the payouts are pretty high on them a, the, mm -hmm. a lot of them are like these like uh tony gig mom she's she's made a lot of videos about spark delivery um you know like they're kind of like almost like amazon flex where you have like eight or nine deliveries on one route and so like you just and they're all well there's like two types of deliveries there's like the the grocery delivery right. where you're do, like you know nugs has shown these tons of times and then you have Remember what happened to me a year ago with that my dash game video that sort of went viral with a customer. He he's like, "This is supposed to be delivered by the post office or UPS." Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I freaked that, out about it. That's when people order like shipping through um, Walmart, but it's not shipped through the post office or UPS or whatever. It's it still goes to the store, and then it just ends up in your in your on your yeah, front like, porch with white a, label shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what like those routes, like they'll pay, they pay about 20 bucks an hour. And I mean, it might be high mileage depending. Well, probably not for you, but, um, you know, it's, it, it kind of runs, like I said, it kind of runs me of Amazon flex and it's like a flat rate, eight or nine deliveries. And because it's not perishable food, it's like, it's pretty nice. You don't have to worry about it, you know, melting or, you know, you don't have to text the customers. Is so it, anyway, is it, is it more of a, sorry for interrupting. Is it less no. stressful? compared to Amazon Flex with all of the regulations and weird stuff, or is it basically mm. the same thing? I don't know about stressful. Neither of them are really stressful. Well, at least around here, you're not going... Well, actually, we do have country here. Like I said, <laughs> my zone, it has... 
we have trailer parks and mansions and all over the place. Yeah, you know, it's it's country on one end. Well, at no point in my zone is it like city. Like there's a little tiny downtown area, but um, yeah. Aside from like where there's a bunch of hotels together, like there's no high rises or anything like that. But anyway, so what I was gonna say, so I took my first one today out of a, a Walmart neighborhood market, not a super center. And you know, I get there. And it's my first time doing it. So like, you know how they have like the eight or nine different spots and it says, call this number when you're, when you get here. So I call it and say, Hey, I'm picking up for, you know, spark. Do I come in or do you guys bring it out? Or like, no, you got to come in. He's like, go to the customer service desk. I'm like, So I go to customer service. And if you saw my, actually, maybe I can bring it up. Um, you know, I'm just going to bring it up on my phone here. So I go to customer service. Sorry, Leo. And you guys probably can't see this. Mm, yeah, the glare. Let me see. Okay. It's it, all the, the stuff yeah. is just in, in these blue bins. There's no organization or anything. So I'm sitting here for like 20 minutes, this dude, because like there's nine stops on the route. And then there's like probably 18 total bags. And this dude's just, you know, it's not like, like when you do Instacart, how we do the in-store shops now, like there's yep. shelves and they're all like A1. Yeah, very, two, very organized. Once you get it, yeah. it's, it's very easy to kind of get everything. Like, how does Walmart not have simple, a shelf system? Like, hey, you know, for customer Fred, it's on shelf A1 and customer Leah. Maybe it was a bad on... Walmart, like a very disorganized Walmart. Yeah, it's it was terrible. So I was there for like 20 minutes. Mm. And then the dude, he couldn't find two of the customer stuff. So I had a call and this is what, this is what killed me. So I call like, you know, the help desk through the app I and I'm like, can you drop these two customers? He's like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, it's, it's like, okay, refresh your app. And I do, and it's still not letting me do it. It's trying, it's still saying like, start, you know, you haven't finished scanning all the bags yet or whatever. It won't let me continue. So he's like, all right, what's your email? I'll just email you the, the customer's addresses. You can go drop them off. And he sites out, you know, Chad Pollins at yahoo.com, which is what my email is that they should have. And he's like, it's not letting us send it to that. <laughs> he's like, do you have another email? So I'm like, yeah, Chad Pollins at Gmail or Outlook. And so eventually I get it. And so I have to look at the address and it's like in really small text because like it's like super wide. Right. I have to like zoom in on it to see what these customers addresses are. And these customers aren't expecting me, you know. Um, so like I kind of wish I like like with Amazon Flex, we had those vests, you know, which oh you don't, you don't have any anything to signify that you're from Spark not for, or nothing. Yeah. Maybe they have like a, a merch store or something, but um yeah, I mean they were all houses like in the suburbs, so I wasn't worried about getting shot. But like when I go out <laughs> to the country, like and you're like they're not expecting somebody and like, you're the only car, like all of a sudden a car is driving up on their property. Yeah. You know, people, it's not that they freak out, but, or like you're pulling out of their driveway as they're pulling in, you know, like that blue vest and especially that blue hat that I have. Yeah, which, it signifies yeah. that you're delivering something. You're like, Hey, Walmart, Walmart came here anyway, or uh, Amazon, I should say. So that cracked me up. And then when I completed the delivery, I just replied to the email delivery is complete. I took pictures with a timestamp camera app just to cover my ass, you know? Right. And like after an hour or two, I go back to the app and it still thinks that I'm at the store scanning the bags. So I had to call the driver support for that. And I was on the phone with them for like 20 minutes trying to get that taken care of. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh, it was such a pain. And then, so, and then another one came in that I wanted. It was about, it was 40 bucks for like 5.5 miles. Mm -hmm. I was like, hell yeah. And then like, it was for a store I was really close to. And it's like pick up at 545 and it was like 520 at the time. And actually what I should have done is while I was waiting, I should have went to go eat, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go to the store and just wait. I, you know, play words with friends or whatever as I wait. And I get there. And I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And like at, the app literally won't let you check in be before 545. And I finally check in and it just says in picking process. I'm like, it's supposed to be ready to come to the car at five. They're not supposed to still be shopping. 
So I'm I wait until six fifteen because at that point it's been a half hour, and I was texting with Gigma. I'm like, how long do I have to wait before I can cancel out penalty or whatever? And she said thirty minutes. So that's what I did, and so I just that was a whole waste of an hour, and especially I was getting pissed because like that was forty dollars for you know less than six miles. I mean, it was two big orders, but the orders that I had, you know, I it's not a it's it's fine like walmart they put like one item per bag you know yeah yeah. so um it sounds like you're gonna continue doing it though yeah i'm gonna i'll keep giving it another try um and and from now on whenever i see these the grocery pickups because i noticed that some of them said ready asap and some said ready you know 545 6 6 whatever um but i should have done is i should have grabbed one of the ones that said asap because that means they're already ready to go so i will try that and maybe I'll make a video about it if I get back into video making. Although I am liking podcasting and you know, you no should. Editing. I mean, those those complaints <laughs> would have gave you some views. <laughs> Speaking of which, I also I opened an account on Rumble and Odyssey, and I'm just trying to figure out how to live stream from Streamyard to them. It's nice because Streamyard lets you stream to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at the same time. It'd be yeah, nice if they had to wait for there to do the updates to that stuff. But at least with Streamyard, there you could tell they're adding some stuff as the time goes on so mm-hmm. all right well um i will be back on wednesday with steve and then thursday i'm gonna bring back the interview show and we're gonna have our first interview in a while i'm calling it season three because season nice. one was 2020 season two was 2021 season three will be this year and our, my first guest is gonna be jacob warren oh you're watching yes. very familiar yes yeah i think he's, he's uh, doing phoenix his- yeah, he's, I remember him when he first started his channel. He's built it pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Very consistent, cool, cool personality. Mm-hmm. Good guy. And I'm trying to book um, some of the guests that I wasn't able to get last year. So, anyway, Maybe you'll get your driver mic eventually. Maybe you'll land them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those emails. It, if you want, if you want to talk to Mike, you got to pay. You got to join his. Uh, probably yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta join the community yeah i'm not doing like, that <laughs> yeah. all right thanks everybody out there for watching check out hannibal's channel yeah if you're Thank not you. already watching them glad and, to be uh, back i guess i'll yep. be back next week but you ever watch that show um around the horn long time ago i'm not familiar yeah remember at the end of every show he's like we're on a 23 and a half hour break yeah it was kind of like <laughs> yeah so we're on like a 47 hour break yeah, 47 hour break. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> Hannibal is on a, I don't know how many hours right now. Well, who knows what's going on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, and I will see you real soon. All right.